Hey, hi everybody. Welcome back to the show. This week I'm super excited because I get the opportunity to actually interview not just a good friend of mine, but also a person that I would consider a mentor in the world of education, not just at value education, short term for textbooks, but also life education uh, in helping young people get A's not just in school, but in real life. Uh, a strong uh, point that I am a big believer of. And uh, this individual not only helps um, young children, uh, but also help young children and families from underprivileged uh, get quality education and is someone that I really respect in the world of education. And uh, it's a great privilege to have the chance to interview him, Mr. Edmund Yao. <laughs> now, I mean, um, before I, I go down, because uh, being a fan, I, I, I will blurb a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. How about you, you do a quick introduction about yourself first to the audience, sure. the mummies and daddies out there so that they get a better context rather than a fanboy sharing it. Sure. Um, well, I've, I've been concerned about education for a very long time. Uh, I used to be a civil engineer. I ended up starting a website called EduNation. And EduNation now uh, and the sister companies uh, like BAC Free School, uh, wow, I mean, we've, we've produced more than 6,000 videos. Uh, uh, and this month, due to coronavirus, the BAC Free School has uh, 30,000 new subscribers. Wow, wow. In, in one month, right? 30,000. That's ridiculous. So, so that's amazing. So, so I've, I've since left EduNation. Uh, 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 and it's continuing to be run by by the team I've set up uh, all those years ago, right? Um, I've helped a friend in Acton Academy for for about six months actually. Uh, mm. uh, helped them to grow their school, uh, and that's also very very exciting because it's it's as left wing as you can get when it comes mm. to education because they have no teachers, no exams, no homework, and 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 now parents uh, start freaking out because there's no exams, <laughs> no homework. <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking just before we started recording, right, about the fact that um, what you guys do in the school is yeah. literally, if, if anyone that goes to the school right now with the lockdown has no issues uh, because of the fact that in the school, the objective is it's not about, there's no homework, there is no teachers, there's no exams, but how do they still learn and grow? And, and you create it in a way where they, they are independently responsible for learning, to developing themselves and to move forward in life. And that's an amazing concept. I think many mummies and daddies will be asking the question right now. It's like, how do you do that? How, how can, can, can you give me a, a, like a magical pill so I can feed my child so they can do exactly that? Uh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> magic pill. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, well, we haven't discovered that yet. Uh, you'll be the first <laughs> to know when, when we do. Um, All right. But I mean, look, at the end of the day, uh, uh, we recognize that... Uh, I think some of the most forward-thinking educators recognize that there's no, there's no one-size-fits-all. Mm. Uh, different types of education suits different types of families, suits different types of kids mm. uh, more. Uh, and it, it just so happens that I am, I'm more left-leaning. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think of education not as what it was, which is to serve the, uh, the factory industrial complex, mm. uh, uh, but what it could be, uh, which is really to, to, to help kids grow, to become purposeful, uh, to, to, to be happy, uh, to chase their dreams, to, to really, you know, make a dent in the world, right? So, mm. so it, it, it just happens that I'm like that. Now, my thoughts is, is, um, is for a certain kind of parent, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and certain kinds of parents will agree with me, but certain kinds of parents won't. And, and the biggest, biggest difference in, in the uh, traditional education and I think education of the future is leadership. Um, and, 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 and this affects everything, right? Because 
education of the past relies on fear, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Exams. That's why you must learn. And, and what does exams do? It, 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 it drives that fear of exams into kids. And that's why they're like, oh my God, I have to learn. And, and our education system has, has focused on that, right? It has, because it really is the easiest thing to do. Uh, you give them fear, you make people scared, and you drive them to do things. Mm-hmm. But what happens with, with fear is that when school ends, kids stop learning, mm-hmm. right? And so we see this huge group of graduates that's coming out right now who no longer reads books. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, some of us have complained about that before. People just don't read books anymore. And we look at other people and say, how come people don't read books anymore? Well, I, I'll tell you why. Because for 11 years, kids have been going to school. And sorry, if it's, if it's college, it's more than 11 years, 16, 17 years. <laughs> yes. For 16 or 17 years, 18 years, hey, um, you, you've been forcing kids to sit in front of a book and memorize facts. And after 16, 17 years of looking at a book and memorizing facts, what do they associate books with? They associate books with pain, mm. with a lack of joy, Mm-hmm. with, I mean, they want to burn books, not read them. Correct. Right? So, so that's the problem with an education system based on fear. And that's a very old leadership principle, right? That's where punch clocks come from. Mm. That's where KPIs come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, and all this, uh, and, and the fundamental leadership idea of that, you have to strike fear into people to get them to do things, um, is there because... In the era of factories, in the industrial era, right, when factories started coming out, uh, what happened was you got people who started doing work that was very boring, mm-hmm. right? They are no longer running their own farms. They're no longer motivated to do their own things. They have to show up between nine to five. They have to be on the factory floor doing one lousy thing, on and on. Mm. And because that job is so lousy, Leadership managers had no choice but to use fear. Mm. You don't show up to work, I'm going to fire you, you're an idiot, you're all those kind of things. All right. But we've since moved on from the industrial uh, revolution. Mm-hmm. Right? right now is the information uh, revolution. The world has totally changed. Our factories are being, uh, and the robots are taking over our factories. <laughs> and so really that um, the leadership based on fear is... It's gone. Um, and so, but, but having said that, uh, a lot of companies still use fear. Mm-hmm. And our schools in particular use fear. And exams are the biggest part of that. Um, mm. um, and it's, it's scary it's, because, when, when, just to jump on, on that, because when, when the world has evolved and moved forward and, and improved, mm-hmm. but the two elements that did not improve is how they motivate the workforce as well as how they motivate in education. And when you talked about that, that is totally uh, spot on because I believe a lot of parents out there also notice the pattern of fear because what happens is um, at a very young age when children are in kindergarten, you force them to do things, they'll do it because mommy said so, daddy said so, teacher said so. And then in primary school, okay, mommy said so, daddy said so, teacher said so. But when they grow a bit older, when, when they have the option of, hey, do I do the work, uh, get scolded, or do I just don't do the work don't care. 
And that's a big Correct. change as but, well. Well, you see, that's, that's, that's a problem with the education system. Why? Because, look, when's the last time we asked our kids, what do you want to learn? Mm. Right? Schools don't allow that. Mm-hmm. Someone in a uh, boardroom somewhere decided mm-hmm. a long time ago that every child will learn this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter whether your child's an artist or your child's a, uh, you know, a builder or your, your child's a, someone who loves coding or your child uh, just loves gardening. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so no one has asked our children what you want to learn. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn this. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that that becomes a death of motivation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because you can't motivate kids because, you know, they're not doing what they enjoy doing, we have to resort to fear, mm-hmm. right? So what, what happens with a place like Acton Academy and what happens with this entire self-learning movement, right? Mm. Is saying, look, every child is different, right? And so we shouldn't treat every child like they're the same. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we should ask every child what they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then we encourage them through that process. We give them the tools to go through that process. And because kids are doing and learning what they want to learn, they are infinitely motivated. Mm-hmm. And you no longer have to use fear, right? Mm-hmm. And so that becomes much more powerful. Rather than an extrinsic motivating factor of fear, you have an intrinsic motivating factor of, um, of joy, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, that's powerful. And- because something that, that you, you, you brought on, because at a young age, right, children in kindergarten, they never fail in exams. They don't run away from going to school. They love going to kindergarten. But then you notice a trend change when they go to primary and secondary school because their learning journey is no longer about what they can learn and explore. It's kind of like following the track Correct. of like, this is Correct. what you Correct. should be learning. And the worst thing is, Correct. right, Correct. because um, like you mentioned, because that is motivated by fear, it's like you do or don't do, it's like, ah, this is the only way of doing it. And they are no longer doing it for themselves. They're doing it for other factors. They're doing it because that's the rule. They're doing it yeah. because that's what mommy and daddy say I must do. If not, I am not good enough. I am not worthy enough. And, and the, the funny thing is, um, even though uh, parents and educators understand this, they're still utilizing the same system. It's yeah. like saying, hey, you know, uh, yeah. drinking alcohol is not good, but let's keep drinking. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, hey, uh, exercising, exercising is important, eh, but I want to chill today. So knowing yeah. in one thing and then doing is another. Correct. And I think, I think that's, that's the difficult part because um, I believe not many people can straight away just get like change cold turkey. Not everyone can straight away evolve and change. And, and the worst thing yeah. is um, the, the people that manage the education system standards are very different in countries. Like even countries like Finland took about like what, six to seven years to re-evolve their, their, how you say, public perception or systems in education for them to become the top in the world when it comes to the quality of education. So, uh, and and it seems that in Asia, it's even more difficult because the um, public perception of quality education is the A in the examination. So so with with that being being the, 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 the issue right now, right? How would you propose like a, a, a shift can create can be can be happening from okay. home towards the community? Okay. Um, okay, so so okay, the biggest thing here is if you ask me, right, mm. is we we need to redefine what leadership is, mm-hmm. and because leadership has really changed over the years because mm-hmm. the world has changed, um, 
And now we get this movement of, uh, if you have time, like check out something called Holacracy. Mm. Uh, check, out, check out Agile. Uh, okay. And what, what, what Holacracy and the Agile movement does, right, is it takes a top-down, uh, it takes away the top-down approach. Uh, approach of leadership and replaces it with a bottom-up approach, mm -hmm. right? So rather than uh, lead by forcing people mm -hmm. and lead by directives, you're leading by empowering people to take action from below, mm -hmm. right? So, and the question is, I know you asked about the education system. I, I know you asked about what, is, uh, what can parents do. But you see, this is it. Um, not only do our government and our schools need to up their leadership game, you know, check out Holacracy and, uh, uh, and the Agile movement, and check out Daniel Pink in his book called Drive, Yes. Uh, right. Drive talks about, uh, and you know, maybe we'll cover that today. Uh, <laughs> autonomy, mastery, purpose. Mm. Um, this the, I check out South Guardian as well. Right. These guys are, I think, the the front runners of uh, the the thought leaders of what the future of uh, uh, leadership is and what uh, leadership should be. And so, you know, let's let's bring that back down to uh, uh, to schools and to what parents can do. Now, Daniel Pink talks about uh, the source of motivation, which is what you want your kids to have, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. uh, uh, so suffering to, you know, every time uh, you have to tell your kid, go study, go learn, go study, go learn. And then your, your, your kid's just busy on the PS4 and they don't want to learn. I mean, how, what sort of a nightmare is that? You know, as opposed to that, wouldn't it be nice if your kid is just learning, mm. right? In fact, you'll be busy telling the kid to, hey, you know, uh, 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 put down what you're doing and start, you know, come, come for dinner, right? And, and, you know, you're not worrying whether your kids are learning or not. Instead, you're worrying that your kids are learning too much. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? And, and the key to that is what uh, Daniel Pink wrote in his book called Drive. Uh, he wrote about the, the three factors that cause, uh, that creates motivation. Autonomy, mastery, purpose, right? Uh, so let's talk about the first one, purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with the problem for school today is that there's, there's no purpose for learning besides exams. Yeah, I mean there isn't, uh, and I know that because uh, when I ran EduNation, our usage numbers spiked by ten times in October, just before exams, just before SPM in November. Yes, like what the <laughs> watching in January? Nobody watches in January, <laughs> so everybody's last minute. I'll tell you why everybody's last minute exam because people are afraid of mm. uh, exams. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, let's talk about purpose. Now, if we're actually asking our kids what they want to learn, and they're actually doing what they want to do, mm -hmm. uh, then they're intrinsically motivated, right? Mm -hmm. They have a purpose to learning. Uh, the reason why they're learning is because, uh, oh, uh, this child saw that the river is really dirty and now wants to create a machine that cleans up our rivers, for example. Mm -hmm. Right, and mm -hmm. from there he'll learn everything from biology. He'll learn about microbiology, about bacteria and viruses in the river. He'll learn math because he'll learn about filters and filter sizes, measurements, micrometers, millimeters. Uh, uh, he'll learn about history, about you know our, our rivers and and what was it like last time, and, and how did we use to manage our rivers. Mm -hmm. He'll learn he'll learn about politics. You know what policies affect. Uh, uh, the, the cleanliness of our rivers and how people behave around rivers and town planning. And mm -hmm. see, even from one problem of your child saying, hey, I want to solve this. This river is too dirty. 
would lead him down this rabbit hole that brings him to really learning everything. And that's really how we learn today, right? We see mm -hmm. a problem in the real world and then we learn everything surrounding it so that we can solve that problem, mm -hmm. right? And, and so if a child has purpose, she's They'll motivated. find a way. They're going to find a way to actually explore more. Yes, and your job, I think, as a leader, in this case, could be a parent or a school or the government, mm. is to help people find, discover those passions or, mm. or that purpose. Mm. Um, uh, okay, so that's, that's pur uh, purpose. Uh, 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 let's, let's talk about autonomy, mm. right? Um, my brother said to me, my kids can't learn on their own. <laughs> And, and, and he said that to me after I kind of shared the idea of Acton, right? And how you know, there's no teacher. So mm. uh, really kids fend for themselves, right? Mm. Kids uh, come to school and rather than being told by a teacher what to learn, they themselves set their own learning goals and keep each other accountable. So mm -hmm. them, their friends, they keep each other accountable for their learning goals. Mm -hmm. um, so that's autonomy, right? They decide what to learn. Um, now, the, the power of autonomy is uh, the more freedom you give people and if they have purpose, they will use that freedom very, very well. Correct. Right? Um, as opposed to not having autonomy, as opposed to having your entire life scripted for you mm. uh, uh, and they have no control and, and no say. Uh, uh, and and that's, that's, that's why you'll notice that in a lot of bureaucratic organizations like a lot of government departments heck a lot of the bigger companies mm -hmm. people just aren't motivated why because they can't do anything I mean they're, they're told what to do by their bosses and they lose micromanage yeah bosses micromanage them and because of that they lose motivation to do anything more mm -hmm. and you, but you see you want your kids to do more right you want your kids to learn more do more experience more and that can only come when they have autonomy not mm. because you're nagging them to do mm. something Right. Okay. So that's purpose. That's autonomy. The last one is mastery. Mm. Right. Um, now, as a school, as a parent, as a government, you have to learn and you have to master the skills of, 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 of leadership. Mm. Uh, in this case, new age leadership skills like holocracy, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, agile. And your kids need to be able to learn really life skills, living skills, because Look, the reason why we say we want to go to the gym but don't is because we, it's not because we lack the motivation per se, but because we lack the mastery mm. of controlling our minds, mm -hmm. the skill of controlling our minds. Um, I used to be a really heavy smoker. So mm. I, you know, I, I used to be an engineer. I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Um, and I couldn't stop for, for I think, 10 years. Wow. Right? I, I tried to stop. I couldn't stop. I tried to stop. I couldn't stop. I tried to stop and a cigarette would float around my head the entire day, preventing me from working mm. until I, I, I had a cigarette. So I was really addicted. And that only changed when, when I picked up this book by Shat Helmstetter. I think it's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself mm. or something like that. Something I self-taught. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's self-talk, right? Mm. And, and so what happened is, is the, the book taught me that uh, the reason why I continue smoking is because I relate smoking to pleasure, mm. right? So this is direct correlation. Smoke 
Ah, feel like, good. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I continue... But if I continue doing that, then I'll continue smoking. So it, it told me that every time I picked up a cigarette, the first thing I think about is all the bad things that will happen to me mm-hmm. and to be very visual about it. So, so, so I, I made up this scenario of me being in the hospital, you know, uh, the machines are beeping, beep, beep, beep. A little girl's at the side there looking at me and saying, you know, daddy, why are you dying? You know, it, it's, and the book asked me to be really very visual. Mm. Very purposeful about mm. that, and so I, I was slowly uh, linking smoking not to pleasure but to pain. Mm. And so a couple of months uh, of that, right? And I knew things that had really changed was when I walked into a pub, and I came out, and then realized I didn't think about smoking. Mm. You see, because willpower isn't enough, mm-hmm. right? You need to have the skills to be able to, to, to do whatever you want to do in life. So Correct. in the same way, right, for kids to be autonomous, right, they really need to master the skills of autonomy. Mm. So they need to learn, you know, all these skills about self-control. They need to learn uh, 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 these, these mental strategies to be able to deal with their emotions, especially the teenagers, right? I mean, All right, they, so true. So totally it's so powerful because what you just mentioned just now, right? The whole the whole three points, it's so spot on. And and you know what? It's something that's not just applied in one level of life, it's actually applied in the full level of life. So wait, just to just to clarify with uh, you guys watching back at home, is when when Emma is talking about the smoking and then like re visualizing, he's re- literally talking about reconditioning himself. In sense, like um, because a lot of us we we don't really uh, pay too much attention uh, into our thoughts because if you were to pay attention to every single thing that goes through our mind, we'll go insane. Uh, we're only conscious about like, less than a percent or two percent of what's actually happening around us uh, to keep us sane, <laughs> to keep us able to focus. And and you refocus uh, the particular action and activity to a totally different outcome, uh, allowing you to give yourself a different reaction towards it so that recondition because everything in life definitely has its goods and bads its pros and cons it's like doing homework yes definitely have its good at the same time has its bad for a parent the good thing is oh doing his work being responsible Uh, but for a child their first impression is taking away time from their enjoyment taking away time from something that they would love to do so there's always the goods and the bad and and when you talked about purpose and and then mastery it's so important because Everything that is happening right now has to start with the right purpose. And that's, that's the keyword, I think, the right purpose, because everything has a purpose. Now, if, if, for example, a parent sends their kids to the child, the purpose is I want to give them the best opportunity in life. Uh, giving them this 11 years to 18 years of education where I would uh, work hard and give every resources and, and, and money that I can get for my child's well-being. That's the purpose. That's why parents do such an amazing job for their kids. Um, but from the child's perspective, what is the purpose? The purpose is I just want to have fun. I want to have friends. Yeah. When it comes to exam, don't get an F. <laughs> and, and, and when the purpose is not aligned, the, the amount of action and uh, behaviors will Correct. be not aligned as well. So that's a, that's a very powerful thing that you bring there because when the purpose is, is, is not aligned within the two parties, it's still going to be messed up. The next one, the anatomy is, is, is like very true. Um, if the purpose is not correct, Parents tend to need to uh, nag their children. Control, Parents tend yeah. to control the children because they're not behaving the way that they want to see them behave. 
Correct. So if, if, if the child tweak the purpose, like for example, when I work with students, one of the most important things I, I usually tell students is, I'm going to teach you how to cheat in exams. And their eyes just lights up. And it's like, oh, yes. Why? Because in their mind, exam, they equal it to um, a very torturous, like you mentioned, unhappy piece of uh, time. Yeah. So for me, I, I teach them how to cheat in exams. And then I explain to them, um, because exams' main purpose is to sabotage you. It's supposed to not make it easy. It's supposed to make it hard. But like in every video game, it's supposed to be become harder. But the thing is, in video games, you enjoy beating it. So I'm going to teach you how you're going to beat the system. And, and for that, they give it a chance. But the true purpose is not for me to help them just get over exams. My first thing is I actually explore by giving them a difference of anatomy first, a slightly difference of mastery. Oh, autonomy. And, oh, autonomy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and, then, and then the reason why I give them a, a, a taste of that is because most of the time when I work with students, if, if they come from a very young age, they are very excited about overcoming exams. They are very excited about getting things uh, solved and resolved. The, the biggest problem is when they start growing and they start like, you know, not doing well and then they, they, they get so much pain in doing it, they tend to just uh, pull the handbrakes and, and be more reserved. They would rather be more excited with their games, their friends, TV, uh, rather than actually the education part because to them, the purpose is, is, is painful. Um, and, and when we give them solutions like this, they start seeing themselves as capable. They start to reignite the purpose that they want for, for, for the education. You know, people suspect that there is a correlation between uh, South Korea's extremely high incidence of video game addiction mm. uh, to their schooling systems. Oh, yes. Uh, because because uh, you know, if you learn about the South Korean education system, you think, oh, wow, really amazing. They were number <laughs> what? Top, don't know what, top one, top two, top three. Wow. Uh, Talk in, about the in stress the level. Test. No, but, but you have to understand uh, why they are, they are top like that and, and why there's such a big video game addiction. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I see another conference call. So I may have to like uh, whisper. Whisper. Yeah. All right. No worries. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. Actually I think I, I should move. Uh give me give me a minute. Okay, well. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me let me move to the to another room. We're changing studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to get rid of my wife. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the last words okay. you ever say. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, you won't see me again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, where was I? Um, ah, okay. South Korea video games. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So, so the, the, the biggest, the, the thing here is, and how South Korea got this huge, uh, uh, results in pizza test and that's mm. my cat oh so, hello so, sorry about that oh hi <laughs> uh this thing about working at home right <laughs> yes i know um uh what a schooling system sounds like and looks like in, in south korea is kids go to school early in the morning <laughs> you be part of the conversation yeah so 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 so, so kids uh go to school early in the morning mm -hmm. uh they stay back for lunch. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, school ends something like uh, two or three. Mm -hmm. They stay back for school mandated tuition, mm. right? So, so they sit down for the whole school day. They sit down again for um, uh, the next few hours in school until mm -hmm. about six, seven o'clock dinner, mm -hmm. and then after dinner they all go for tuition. Yeah. 
until and, and the government had to put and enact regulations not to allow tuition centers to open past, past 11 midnight. to 12 o'clock. Yes, past midnight. Yeah, right, yeah. Midnight, right? And why does the government need to put a regulation like that? Because every, everybody's doing it. Yep. Now, and so what happens is my friend who, 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 who went to South Korea as part of a student exchange was so shocked, you know, because when she went to school in the morning, right, nobody was awake. So all the kids are sleeping, you know. So there's this, okay, not all, but a third of all the kids seated in the classrooms would be like that, sleeping. And the teachers are so used to it, they don't even care. Right, mm -hmm. so the, the kid literally, from the age of six or seven, is sitting down on a chair the entire freaking day, right, for 16, 17 years, and their only escape is through video games. Mm. So, so look, the PISA test—it's it's a test. So it's obvious why the South Koreans did so well because I mean they're great at tests. Uh, but what happens is then you get an entire generation of people totally hooked to video games because there's, they find no joy in what they do. Mm. And that's the only joy they have. Mm. And that's pretty powerful because um, some, if you talk about the traditional expectation of uh, education, um, parents are expecting that, hey, if my child is sitting down, doing their homework, doing their studies, doing revision, that is the model of success for my child. But then imagine if they had a magic ball and they can actually see their children 5, 10, 20 years in the future, it yeah. might not show that they become successful. And, and that's one of the benefits of, of studying psychology, especially on education, right. because right. data like that has, all, has already been showing. In, in Harvard, there is a particular study that talks about the correlation with the quality of time that parents spend with their kids uh, in education. And we're not talking about quantity, we're talking about quality. So right. um, there is groups of, because in the US, right, people think that US is like a very modern way of education. Not necessarily because they are, different schools have different uh, mandates to education. There are certain schools that is like purely everything on exams. Uh, then there are also certain schools uh, that focus more on developing the child and then letting them do the exam. Now, both schools have exams. Both of them have to do the SATs and all yeah. that. And, and Harvard is one of the very strict uh, universities, the Ivy Leagues, that even if you are a top scorer, not everyone will get in. Um, yeah. Because just, I think, last year or last two years, uh, about 7,000 people enroll, or oh, sorry, apply into Harvard, but right. only like four to 600 people got enrolled into Harvard. Right. That's a ridiculously small. Why? Because they don't just yeah. let, they don't just see uh, candidates, capable people that are people that are scoring straight A's. No, it's also about how they uh, yeah. raise or, or how they perform as yeah. an individual. Yeah. And, and the, there's like 15 years of, of research that shows that um, having a child that sits down because they are afraid of examination, they don't want to let down their parents versus a child that sits down and wants to explore that set of knowledge for something that they think they can do to save the world, for something that they can do to improve something, is a very big difference outcome. Correct. And, and it's so exciting that you, that you mentioned that because um, I think Korea is a good example if Malaysians are not aware of what is the purpose of education. Correct. Um, because in Korea, it is a norm to have the parents only see their kids on weekends. Right. They only see the kids coming into the oh. house at past midnight and then at the early morning, uh, they are the first one to leave yeah. the house even before the parents. Gee, and gosh. It's, it's scary. And, and, and over there, uh, education businesses are over a million dollars. 
uh, teachers that only teach one subject, mathematics, teaching online can be as famous as pop stars because um, they, their value of education is sitting down and watching and learning more. Right. Mm. Where else? Um, that's where we need to be aware because rather than going down the rabbit yeah. hole and then having your kids suffer as an outcome of what we choose to do, um, it's very important for us to start tweaking things around. And, and I think it's very important because when I work with students, right, one of my number one thing is I cannot change the fact that you have to take exams. It's like right. in, in the rule, it's like I cannot change the fact that you have to exercise to get healthier. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, right, it doesn't need, mean that you have to suffer to be able to get the results. So I'm right. a big believer of that. So for me, it's like, um, yes, you have to do well in your exam because exams kind of like give you the results, the results that gives you the options to choose. Because we cannot change the system, but we can change how we work on the system. And that's, that's right. life in general. Because as much as we, 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 we get exposed to all this, but it will take years and years of the politics right. and the society to, to evolve and adopt to it. Yeah. Now, yeah. To me, it's, I can't afford our children to suffer in this period. So that's why it's very important for us to be the one uh, adapting towards it as fast as possible. I think one of the things that makes a lot of successful people successful is the ability for them to adapt. Um, right. Something that I love about you, Edmund, is professionally you're trained to be an engineer and um, normally great engineers are people that are very systemized, very systematic. Right. You're able to kind of like go in right. deep and always ask yourself the question, yeah. why this works <laughs> or why it yeah. doesn't work. And, and, and your type of thinking is an amazing. That's why if I were to ask someone to create a program, you will be the person I'll ask for. Okay. Me on the other hand, I'm a bit short-sighted on that because uh, I'm more of the, oh, this is an idea, let's explore. I'm more of the, the doing yeah. it now kind of a person. And I think that's the reason why we, it's great to have this conversation because right. Right. for parents, they need to understand. And then on the other hand, I need to do something about it now. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's great because one of the things that I noticed like right now, the fact that uh, there is this MCO where, where families are stuck at home, mummies and daddies are there, the children are there, they get to see certain things that they may not get to have the luxury to see when they are going to the office and when the kids are in school. They get to actually see what are they doing in education. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, right, um, this will open the awareness. It's like, am I child sitting down at the books because they want to improve or is it because I'm forcing them blindly? That's a very important question to ask because if I'm going to be forcing them blindly, right, they are just going to go down that same direction. Right. And, right. and tomorrow they're still going to hate you for it. Right. So, so being able to identify that, then the next question is, right, if they are doing it well and they're like loving it, great. Kudos to you. Keep going. It. But what happens if the child says, you know what, I really don't know what I want to learn. I don't know what I want to do. Because again, some adults also don't know what they want in life. Um, and, and the reason is not because they have no passion in life. It's because they've been conditioned right. to be told what to do. Right. So, so a lot of times when I work with students, majority of the times, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they yeah. want to achieve. They don't know what they, 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 they have in life because they've, they've not have the opportunity to explore for themselves. Yeah. So for me, one of the biggest things that I do is I do two things. Number one, I need to reinstall the self-confidence that they have, that have lost throughout the system. Um, by giving them the opportunity, hey, you know what? Exams are not everything, but here's how you're going to overcome it. You know what? If you can get right. straight A's in exams, it's the same thing in life. It's just a matter of managing. Then the second thing is to get parents involved because the fact that um, parents actually hold the key, a lot of parents, they feel like sending them for more tuition, sending them for more classes will fix the kids. Right. I disagree because it's not sending them for more classes that fix the problem because that's just the symptom. The root cause right is being able to inspire and nurture the child to do it for themselves. 
to right. do it for the bigger reason. And I think I think that those are the methodologies that you were talking about just now. Yeah. And if the purpose doesn't start, anything else doesn't work. So how would you recommend like, you know, parents can start the ball rolling to, to kind of like ignite that exploration of purpose? Um, I, I don't have much advice for parents who are, for example, are okay at sending, with sending their kids to Chinese schools, are mm. okay to sending them to traditional uh, private international schools. I don't really have an advice for uh, parents like that. Mm. Simply because, hey, I mean, the system is there for you already. Correct. Right? Uh, if you're okay with the traditional uh, education system, or even if you're not okay, you're kind of you're okay. Lah. A, you turn out fine, right? <laughs> uh, so so, so I, I don't have advice for parents like that. I think, but I think my question is not about the advice. I think it's more of like, what could they, like, ask, like maybe asking them, hey, rather than just doing this way, how about you how, just explore okay. looking at this way? Okay, so, so we, which brings me to my, my next thing, really. Mm. Uh, because what I say next is for parents who are, are really in pain, mm. right? Um, you know that the school is not serving your child. You know that the school is not uh, preparing your child for a very uncertain future. And, you know, look at MCO, right? Literally, uh, within a month, the, the coronavirus has totally changed the world, huh? And mm-hmm. things are not going to go back the way they are right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and so the world is changing. The world is very different from last time. Education system is still so traditional. It's not serving your child. What do you do? And you're in pain. Now, so my next advice is for parents like that. Mm. Enough for parents who go to traditional schooling, so I know, okay. But this is for parents who are in pain, who want to do something else for their child. Mm. Um, now, there are options, mm. right? Um, not so much for for poorer communities, because unfortunately, mm-hmm. for poorer communities, it's public schooling. Like, that's not very much you can do in that sense. But uh, there's, a, there's a whole movement that's springing up right now. I'll give you an example. Echo 42 mm-hmm. um, is a uh, coding school that's coming from France. It's coming to Malaysia, by the way, in August. Okay. And Echo 42 has no... It's, it's, it, by the way, even more oversubscribed than place like Harvard or MIT or, mm. right? Um, they're totally free, right? Coding school. Uh, uh, almost all of their graduates within a year get employed, not in, in four years, uh, in a year. Wow. Uh, 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 start getting employed and almost all of them have jobs by the end of it. Mm. Um, there's no teachers, mm-hmm. Right. Question is, how do people learn about teachers? Well, there's technology, lah. there's peer learning. There's, mm. there's so many other things we can do uh, if we understand the newer theories of leadership. There's so much we can do to encourage people to learn on their own. Uh, uh, it's all done online, self-paced, uh, mm-hmm. peer learning, project-based. Uh, and it's producing graduates that far more independent and autonomous and far more able to look for solutions than a normal student that comes out of a regular university. Mm. Right, because regularly universities give you a template to follow, mm. whereas a place like a call uh, uh, really encourages you to find your own answers. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, so there's a place like a call happening, and a call by the way doesn't give any degrees. You get nothing. Mm. And let, let, let me let me let me say that again. Mm. You go to a university, yep. and you get nothing. No paper qualifications, nothing. Nothing besides. Mm an education, 
Mm. And here's the interesting thing is they've lined up people like Microsoft, they've lined up people like Alibaba, Lazada, Grab, they've lined up all these people to become their partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are people who say, I don't care if you've got a degree or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I care is what you can do. Correct. And that's where portfolios come in. So, so, so there again comes these disruptors who's basically saying that the old education system doesn't work anymore and government regulations that force us to do certain things, we don't want to follow them anymore. And mm. so because we can't give you a degree, we don't. Mm. Mm. And employees are hiring them by droves. So the world's mm. already changing. Yes. Uh, and, and then you have a school like Acton, right? Uh, Acton Academy has no teachers, no exams, no homework. Mm. And everyday kids come to school and they, uh, you know, they design their own learning experience and they set their own learning goals and they keep each other accountable. Uh, of course, every system has its uh, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we're all learning as we go along. But, uh, 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 wow. I mean, can you imagine your, your kid going to school every day and setting his own goals to learn and achieving them <laughs> mm. without your prompting and uh, any, any adult's prompting? Correct. And I right. think that's really powerful because um, I think that's where every parent wants to know the secret. How does a child go to this school and without any prompting, without any scolding, without any forcing, they get to be able to be so motivated yeah. to do it? Correct. Correct. So, so, you know, for parents who want to find out more, you know, read Daniel Pink's book, uh, Drive. He has a really interesting YouTube video as well. So search for Daniel Pink as in color mm, okay uh and his uh and his video called drive uh really amazing animation that uh look at holocracy look at the agile movement and mm. i think you'll be able to find a lot of different ideas that mm. uh that for what you can do as a parent mm. and you know you can bring this book to school and, and give it to the <laughs> principal <laughs> as well uh and and, and, and start championing for such things, right? Mm. Uh, uh, you know, in the, in the school that you're in. So I think that's what, that's what you can do. I, mean, that's the, I think that's the first step. You know, let's, let's get ourselves uh, um, educated with, mm. you know, really the, the newest leadership principles or ideas mm. that there are out there. And these are ideas that are very valid today for you and your child. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. And, and um, I, I went through... The, the, the structure and one of the beautiful thing is right they actually have a structure for freedom uh, they have a structure for work so in other words it's like it's not that there is you, the child comes and like whatever ever goes there's a particular structure I think the very sure. first thing is like there's a framework there's a framework yes. to allow uh, to have a balance of um, freedom to explore and grow at the same time a structure uh, a discipline towards mm-hmm. managing it correct so I think if, uh, if it's a simplified version for the home that they can apply right now is sit down with your kids, plan something together that has structure of like, hey, this is the time that we are planning that as mommy and daddy, I want to plan this time for me to do my yeah. work. Uh, and then uh, I want at this time, at this time, I want to spend time to have uh, special meals at this time, at this time, I want to have family time with you guys. Yeah. And, and give that child the opportunity because for children, I, I work with so many students. One of the beautiful thing is, right? they don't disregard the fact that they need to be responsible with their schoolwork. 
They don't throw away the responsibility that, that they want to actually get uh, better results in school because they understand this. Kids are very smart nowadays. They know that they are getting a set of education for them to have uh, better opportunities to go to universities to get the opportunity to be in certain careers. Yeah. But what they are fighting against or what they are not happy with is how they are pursuing it or how they are expected to pursue it. Right. And and the things that they have to pay for them to be pursuing it, like for example, yeah. um, our mummies, like yeah, I can't touch my phone. If I touch my phone, means all the hard work that I spend hours in the day is is not there. It's not recognized. And and by yeah. the end of the day, um, especially when they grow to a teenage level, they want to be recognized even more than when they were younger. And Correct. and and if they had a structure, like parents understand that, oh, from this time to this time, it is. Their, it is their time that they want to have fun let them have fun no questions mm-hmm. about it then this time this time is like an activity that they want to build on uh, a certain set of skills and then this time this yeah. time is a responsibility that they want to work on uh, that's why I think a simple thing called like a timetable can make so much difference now I, I'm so surprised that parents they have an idea it's like ah I know my child should be studying but if I ask them do they have a timetable of when is it that they are supposed to study when is it they're not supposed to study they don't have it it's interesting. Uh, what you just said has reminded me of two, two, two more books. Um, mm. There's one that's actually pretty entertaining. It's called Don't Shoot the Dog. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember what's the author's name, unfortunately. Mm. Um, okay. So, so Don't Shoot the Dog is written by a dolphin trainer. Mm. And dolphin trainers can't use fear, mm. right? They can't, mm. you know, unlike a land-bound animal, you can't, I mean, you can't whack a dolphin because <laughs> the dolphins <laughs> just swim away. Yep. So, so what, what dolphin trainers had to do um, was to master something called positive reinforcement. Mm, mm. Right? And, and I, I'll give you an example of this. There was this, uh, in this book, uh, uh, she told of this story where there's this woman who was living in a you know, pretty abusive household, right? Uh, the, the husband's an asshole, right? Uh, you know, the kind that sits, watches TV all day, bring me, bring me my beer kind of, kind of husband. Understood. And, and what's worse is that the son is also like that. So mm. the son also treats the mom like, like crap, mm. right? And so, so, so she, she read this book uh, uh, called Don't Shoot the Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used the power of positive reinforcement. And next thing you knew, right, uh, a few months of trying positive reinforcement, she would drive home with her groceries, right? And before she even reaches the front door, the door opens for her. Mm. It's her husband. And the husband and the child is going to her car and bringing her groceries back and putting it in the fridge. Mm. And this comes from two people who really are just total, you know, dicks, In other right? words, they, 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 their, their style is, I don't need to do anything, I'm the king. But, yes. but positive conditioning have yes. kind of like moved them to get off their yes. buttocks and start yes. doing things. Correct. So, mm. so, and, and that's, a, that's a really, and I, I give the example because it's a really extreme example. Yep. Now, how do you recondition people who's been like that for, for decades, mm. right? And she could do it in three months. Now, what I'm trying to say is as a parent, as an educator, as a school, you never have to resort to tools of fear. Mm. You never have to. Um, you can you can resort, you can use tools of positive reinforcement to mm-hmm. get results that are far beyond anything you've imagined. Another, another tool you can use, another book that you should really check out is a book written by Joseph Granny. Mm. Uh, Joseph Granny wrote this book called Influencer, and he talks about the six different spheres of influence, 
right? Most of us just use one tool to try to influence behavior. Mm-hmm. He's given us six very different kinds of tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if you want your kid to be, you know, more interested in uh, what he wants to learn. Let's say he wants to learn robotics. You know, what happens is you surround him with books like robotics. You change his environment. You, you, you give him a, a few more tools to, to play with. Mm. Uh, you surround him with friends who are also interested in robotics, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, use peer pressure, right? When's the, as a parent, when's the last time you used peer pressure to help your child grow? It's usually just the parents nagging the child, right? It's, it's never, let's use an entire community to impact my child. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, so, so, so Joseph Granny covers that in his book called Influencer. Mm. And uh, interestingly, these are all books for, about leadership and adults, but it's totally, absolutely valid in, in education. Correct. Uh, the schools can use this. You, you, you can use it as a parent as well. Mm. Mm. Well, actually, actually you're, you're right. Um, when it comes to resources of leadership, who better to uh, practice leadership on rather than your family? Because yeah. they are the ones that number one love you unconditionally first of all, and they well, until they become teenagers, more. then okay, well they still love you. It's just the way they choose <laughs> to show you is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenagers are no longer normal human beings anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> so for aliens, parents, take that, them away, <laughs> bring them back when they are an adult. Yeah, uh, I I think that's beautiful. Uh, for, for for parents that have uh, teenagers, um, one of one of the things that um that I would like to share is like in the stages of development in, in human development at a certain stage where they become a young teenager usually after 12 years old but in today's world it seems to be coming younger and younger uh, when they reach a certain level or uh, they 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 start to have the different perception of who you are as a parent because at a younger age you are their superhero they want to yeah, be yeah, you yeah. you but become they, idiots so after when they're 12 years old <laughs> I mean, you become this yeah oh my god i live so, with an idiot <laughs> So after that age, when they become an adolescent, they become a young, uh, a teenager, they, they, they believe that you have nothing else to teach them anymore. Uh, and they start to want to have this independency. They want to start becoming their own person. Hence, whatever you do is what they're going to do as the opposite because they, they are trying to not be you anymore. And, and uh, as a result of that, sometimes the action that they choose uh, becomes a bit uh, bitter uh, for, for moms and dads. So that's why I'm sharing this in, in the video. Why? Because mommy and daddy, it's, it's not that your kids hate you. It's not that your kids don't love you and don't appreciate you. It's just that well, imagine... Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit uh, when you nag at them and score them but of course human beings right but more importantly it's like because they want to be themselves they, they want to be their own person not you anymore and um, that's one of the reasons why they, they, they sometimes even though they know doing what you tell them to do is good they will just go against it uh, so parents if you can understand that it will help you kind of like be I'm not asking you to be saints and it's like every time when they do something like this you will be okay with it I just want you to have the understanding so that you will get, how you say, calmer, faster. Uh, because if I was in the parent's shoes and some, my child, the one that I've been bringing up, loving and caring unconditionally up to this stage, and they did something that, like, in a way, purposefully hurting me, of course, I'll get hurt as a human being. But of course, being able to give myself some time and calm down and reflect on the fact that my child is doing this not because they hate me, because they want to be themselves, I can let it slide. And maybe I can evolve to be able to develop that relationship to help them in this journey. Uh, a lot of times, the biggest uh, problem is mummies and daddies, they want to uh, dictate 
their their knowledge and no, uh, standards into the child that they yeah. did not know how to evolve it into the point it's like okay yeah. so you're going to do this as a leader how do I evolve and assist you that's a very powerful thing that's why when you talk about leaderships and, and the leadership books resources powerful thing because right. one of the best parenting books are not parenting books some yeah, of the best correct. parenting books are actually leadership correct. books Correct. Uh, being able to to be able to develop here rather than yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so um, parenting books. I think some of the best parenting books are books that are to teach parents how to prepare the babies. And uh, when the baby become a young adult or young child, that's where leadership comes in. How do you manage this young leader? Uh, and right. and yeah. So if if I if I were to say one advice to give to any mommy and daddy right now is to go on YouTube. And check out any one of those books that you mentioned. Uh, if not, the fundamental of like leadership that you can apply at home. Um, something just and, one. And and, and and please don't read Jack Welch. Okay, I mean that's that's. that's <laughs> please, I mean that's that's the that's the opposite of where we're trying to go. Okay, good point. Except Jack Welch. Don't, don't, read, don't All right. read Jack Welch. So, so as you check out leadership, um, my my call for, because for me, I'm a type of person that you know I just I don't. I don't appreciate just learning. I, I really appreciate activation. So one of the things is like um, when, you, when you explore one set of leadership, just take that one small element and practice it today. Just practice mm-hmm. it today. Even like for this, this example would be like asking your child, what would you like to learn? I think that would be a great it, start. Uh, uh, of course, you know, when you do ask that after years of conditioning, right, you look at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Uh? <laughs> Oh, is this a trick question? Are you tri- is this you want to trick me? <laughs> yeah, your child will say, "Oh, oh, I, I want to do my schoolwork." <laughs> uh, and 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 I from experience, parents, if you if you're gonna ask them an amazing question like this, right, do your best do your best to bite your tongue, um, because some parents have this tendency of like answering it for their child. Why? What do you want to learn today? You want to learn your geography, your sejarah, your yeah, no, yeah, just yeah, let them yeah, answer yeah. whatever they want to answer. Uh, because this is a good uh, point for you to to actually gauge how much does your child trust you to connect with you. Uh, if they're very hesitant to communicate with you, the reason why is because um, as much as you love them, as much as you want to take care of them, uh, along the way, the relationship has been pulled apart, not got coming closer together. So this is great gauges for you to see where are you right now. And if you feel like it's quite far, this is a great chance for you to start tweaking how you be, how you parent them, how you actually build a relationship with them. And and yeah, having the opportunity. One, one of the great um, uh, mentor of mine did mention about uh, quality time to reflect. Um, and it's not just working with your kids, it's also with yourselves. It's, many of times it's like we, we don't see in our mind. A lot of parents, they, they don't give them some permission to, to, to be vulnerable with their kids, thinking that if I'm vulnerable with my kid, my kid will not respect me. Actually, not true. Uh, it is the total opposite. Allo- allowing yourself to show vulnerability lets your kid know that you're human and you're willing to grow. And if you can trust yeah, your child... sometimes hmm. they forget you're a human. Oh, yeah, yeah. Parents, don't, yeah, for, yeah. don't forget you are human. Let your child know you're human <laughs> because you make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So good. <laughs> All right. And, and you know, that's, that's a great thing. And now, and I know you, you have another meeting to go to right now, um, but be, just before you go, is there any like final messages that you want to uh, share with the parents out there? Uh, uh, final message. Huh? Mm. Or, 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 or a, a, a quick like well, one note for them. Um, 
No, I mean, have have fun, right? I mean, life's too short. Um, uh, I, you know, I throw away all the old leadership ideas we've had. Um, mm-hmm. We we never have to resort to the tools of fear anymore. Mm. There's a, I mean, it, it's like it's like for the longest time we've been given only one tool to go through life, right? Mm. One mm. tool of influence, which is fear. Uh, but there's another twenty more tools, really thirty, fifty, hundred, uh, and and really the key here is that uh, we can't fix everything with just a hammer, right? There's mm. there's there's there's, there's, there's the screwdriver, there's the plier, there's the you know there's so many other specialized tools for the job, uh, and I think we we owe it to ourselves uh, uh, to actually look at these tools and, and master some of these tools. And it doesn't just, you know, help your child. It really, I mean, it really does help you as well. Uh, everything, everywhere, right? In work, in, uh, if you want to start a business, it'll help you there as well. If you want to build a team, it'll help you there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you never have to resort to fear again. There's many more other tools you can use that it's just far nicer to use. <laughs> um, and and you, you, could, you could totally enjoy yourselves, you know, uh, being a better leader. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful. Thank you so much, Edmund. Now, um, I believe um, some of you guys out there would be very interested to like have questions that you want to ask. You want to ask me or ask... Uh, I mean, what happened is, don't worry. Just feel free to put those questions in the comment segment below. Uh, if you want to get directly connected with Edmund, I will also put down uh, some of his details. Bottom. Is that okay? Sure. All sure. right. We'll put down yeah, some of the man. details bottom, uh, so sure. you can get in contact with him directly. Uh, with if you have any like um, some of the books that he mentioned just now, we also put in the link below, so you can actually check it out. Now, now, guys, if you like the video so far, please remember to give it a like on uh, the page. Uh, share it to people that you think deserve to learn about this, because sharing is caring. And of course, if you have not already subscribed to the channel please make sure you subscribe and press the bell notification on YouTube so that you will be informed whenever we come up with new videos. All right. <laughs> All right. Really appreciate you guys having the time. Parents, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Uh, we hope what we share has given you one, two, or a few tips to help you uh, with your parenting journey. All right. Looking forward to the upcoming video. I mean, thank you so much. Hey, if, you, if we had uh, more questions, if you want, maybe we could actually capture Emma one more time uh, to do another set of interviews in the future as well. Sure. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you you very much. Okay, everyone take care. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.